0: Hey everyone, this is the Written by Lauren podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and today we're reading chapter 12 from my series called Searching. Before listening to this episode, if you haven't heard the previous chapters in the series, then make sure to listen to those before listening to this week's episode. Chapter 12 That evening, Zoe spent her time reading from the two books her grandmother had lent her. She found them both helpful and an interesting read at the same time. She finally looked up from the book, only to realize how little she had blinked. Her eyes were dry and sore from the late-night, low-light reading she had been doing for hours. Zoe so closed the book she was reading and slipped out of bed and down the stairs, heading into the bathroom. She turned on the sink. She looked at herself in the mirror and noticed the redness in her eyes. She blinked a couple more times, trying to remoisten them. She then cupped her hands, letting the water fill them. She brought her face close and splashed it with the cold water. She did this a few more times and then grabbed the nearby hand towel and patted her face dry. She turned to flip the light off when she saw something dark past the door in front of her. She quickly stepped out of the bathroom and ran into the hallway to see what it was. She stared at the darkness that engulfed the hallway in front of her. She just realized how dark this house could really get. She didn't even know where the light switches were if she wanted to flip one on. She cautiously stepped forward into the dark void that lay in front of her. She was a bit nervous after what she had just saw. Was it the ghost girl that she had seen the other day? The face she had been seeing since arriving to this small town? Or was it something more sinister? She didn't have the best feeling about what was happening right now. Any other time she knew that she had been safe, and she wouldn't be harmed. She couldn't explain the feeling she got other than possibly what her grandmother had meant when she said she would just know. A gut feeling. Yes, it was a gut feeling. She hadn't really noticed it before, but she absolutely noticed the difference in feelings now. Whatever was with her in this hallway was not keen on sharing it with her. Suddenly, Zoe's neck and chest began to heat up. She hadn't noticed at first, but she definitely noticed now. She looked down and reached for the chain around her neck. It was hot, and she pulled her hand away quickly as it had startled her. The gem, too, was hot to the touch. Not burning, but something to notice for sure. Was it warning her of something? That there was something unfriendly that lie ahead? She stopped. Should she venture forth? Her grandmother had told her to follow her instincts, listen to what her body was telling her, and her body was telling her she shouldn't move forward. She took a few small steps back, cautiously. She stood up straight and gathered the courage she knew was inside of her. She made sure to speak clearly and push any unease out of her mind. Whoever you are, or whatever you are, you are not welcome here. This is my house, and I do not want you here. Zoe's eyes searched the darkness for any signs of ill will or possibly the negative spirit that was lurking just beyond. So he spoke again. She needed to let it know that she was serious and that she wasn't going to back down. I said, leave this house. She said it louder and with more force this time. She felt a rush of air pass. Her hair moved with the strong force. She heard an angry hissing sound. And just as soon as it all started, it stopped. It was quiet once again and all was calm. She felt at peace once more in her home. Yes, this was her home, and she would be sure to take care of it. She made her way back into her room and climbed into her bed. She still felt a little off, but it wasn't because she sensed any bad spirits or whatever that thing was. It was because the thing had been in her house to begin with. She wondered if by talking about and reading up on the other world and death had opened up her home to unwanted visitors, she would have to be more careful. She wanted to get to know Emerald, the girl she knew to be roaming freely around her house. Well... Maybe it was their house, as she was still here and the original owner. She didn't know if Emerald would be able to hear or see her all the time. She wondered if she had known about the negative spirit she just encountered, and if so, she wanted her to know that she wasn't trying to kick her out as well. As she laid on her pillow with the comforter pulled up, she spoke out Emerald, I don't know if you can hear me, but I want you to know that I'm not trying to force you out. I know this was your home first. "'And if you're okay with it, I'd like to talk to you sometime. "'I would be fine sharing this place with you.' "'Well, good night.' "'She added that last part as an afterthought. "'She wanted to be kind, but wasn't sure ghosts and spirits really rested. "'She reached and touched her necklace. "'It was cool once again to the touch. Zoe let out a deep breath and closed her eyes. "'She tried to relax enough to fall asleep, "'and she would after a surprisingly short amount of time. "'Her dreams weren't as peaceful as they had been once before.' She dreamt of darkness, not regular darkness either. She wasn't one to be afraid of the dark, but this darkness, in her dreams, it was overwhelming and it consumed her. She couldn't scream or run and hide. All she could do was be in the darkness, wondering what it was hiding, and she knew it was hiding something. She was seemingly floating in the darkness as it surrounded her, suffocating her, but again... She couldn't escape it. She had a feeling whatever it was that was lurking just beyond her reach was wanting her to accept it. And then she would be free. Zoe knew her being free wouldn't be her actually being free. If she accepted the darkness, she would be far from free. It was trying to trick her, but she wouldn't let it. She couldn't let it. Zoe didn't know how long she had been in the dark abyss of her dreams, but it felt like an eternity until she finally woke up and the bright, sunny light that normally shone through her windows was a dull gray today. She slipped out of her bed and peeked around the thin curtains to see the big, puffy, gray clouds that completely covered the sky. She didn't like how she had had a spookily, eventful evening followed by a terrible dream. Only to then wake up with a dull, gray day. She wondered how so many things could seem correlated. She shivered and then retreated to her closet to find some warmer clothes for the day. As she got ready for the day and headed down the stairs to greet her father, she tread lightly near the spot she had encountered the bad spirit from that night. She looked back at it as she headed down the steps to the front room. She looked back at it as she headed down the steps to the front room. She entered the kitchen where her father usually was, but he was gone. He wasn't in his usual seat. She looked at the clock on the wall. It wasn't time for him to be at work. Not yet, anyway. She looked around and noticed the coffee was brewing. There was some toast on the table with some butter and jam. She wondered where he went off to. She turned when she heard the back door creak open and then slam shut and walked her father. He had some mail in his hands and he flipped through the small pile. Good morning. It's chilly. Can't believe it. I didn't see the news reporting any rain, but I think we might get some. Do you want me to take you to school just in case? Zoe blinked. Uh... No, no, I'll be fine, Dad, thanks. She grabbed a piece of toast and bit into it. We have mail already? She questioned. Henry nodded. Of course. Mail will always find you. Wherever you go. He held up a couple letters. These are for you. So he took them and looked at the senders. She smiled. Her friends had written to her. As much as she wanted to rip into them and read them, she would rather open them in the privacy of her room. She had to leave to go to school soon. and wouldn't want to have time to read them. She slipped them into her bag. Thanks, Dad. I'm going to head out. She gave him a hug and she rushed out the door, dogging down the steps out into the sidewalk. She looked back at the house and stopped. There was someone in one of the second floor windows. She stared at them, and they stared right back. The clouds over the house seemed to suddenly grow darker. A loud crack of thunder pierced through the air, and Zoe jumped at the sound. She looked back up at the window and the person was gone. That person had been ghostly white and had known Zoe had seen them. What was going on today? Zoe pulled her bag tighter and quickly ran down the street to where her and Brian had been meeting. She made it in no time. As she got closer, she saw Brian, who was patiently waiting for her as usual. He smiled when he saw her, but quickly his smile dropped, and his brow furrowed when he saw the worried look on her face, and her purposeful jog towards him. He stood up straight and quickly scanned their surroundings. When Zoe was close enough, he questioned her. Hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Zoe shook her head. This only made Brian more concerned, but he waited for her to respond. No, I... Something is going on, Brian, and I don't know what to do. I saw something this morning, and last night there was something bad in my house, and I told it to go away and I thought it listened, but now I'm not sure. I had the weirdest, most unsettling dream last night, and now it looks like it's going to storm. And I think it's all connected, but I don't know how. And I don't know what to do, but I think I have to fix it. Brian listened while Zoe let out all of her concerns. Although he wasn't sure what was going on, he didn't think Zoe knew either. Brian scratched his head. Well, uh, well, what do we do now? Zoe looked back down the street and in the direction of her house. I think we have to go back. We have to check it out. I just have this strong feeling that I have to fix things, or at least try. Brian shrugged. We're playing hooky? Zoe was taken off guard by his nonchalant attitude. Oh, uh, if you're okay with that, Brian smiled. Hell yeah, let's go kick some demon ghost ass. Zoe laughed. It felt good to laugh, after her eventful night and morning. Come on. She motioned for him to follow her back down the street towards her house. Zoe talked as they made their way back the way she had just come. Dad should be leaving for work soon, so we just have to make sure he doesn't see us. Brian followed. Are you sure you have a demon in your house, or do you just not want to go to school because you found out that you punched the mayor's daughter in the face yesterday? Zoe looked at Brian. He was holding back laughter. She shook her head at him. I had completely forgotten, actually, but now that you mention it, I'm kind of glad we're skipping, because I definitely don't want to hear her crying about her face. Not today. Brian chuckled. I still can't believe you punched her. Zoe peeked around a tree to see if her dad's car was still in the driveway. It was. I wasn't trying to break her nose. I swear it was just a reaction. Brian shrugged. She's gonna be fine. Shh. Zoe interrupted. They both peered around the tree and watched as Henry walked out of the house and to his car. They stayed silent as he got in, started it, and backed out of the driveway. They both hid behind the tree. Zoe's back against the tree trunk and Brian faced her, trying to be as small as he could. Zoe looked up at him. He looked down at her. They waited while the car passed them. And the coast was clear before Brian cleared his throat and stepped out from behind the tree and away from Zoe. Zoe dusted the bark off her back and headed up the driveway. Brian quickly followed behind her. She ran up the steps and opened the door wide for Brian to run in as well. She closed the door and looked around. Brian looked at her. Now what? Zoe took a few steps forward. Well, maybe we could start upstairs? That's where I saw the, uh, figure in the window. Brian looked up at the steps before them and then at Zoe. So you don't know who was in the window? It wasn't Emerald? Zoe took the first few steps up. I couldn't be sure. It was too far away. Brian shrugged. Well, let's get on with it. See what's lurking in the dark corners of this big old house. They cautiously took the steps all the way to the top. Once there, Brian followed Zoe to the room whose window had held the ghostly intruder. Zoe turns the doorknob and pushes it open to reveal a dusty room. Filled with old furniture, as was the rest of the house, This room seemed to have been used as a sitting room at one point. It had a small fireplace in one corner, and a large painting of the house on the wall above. Zoe walked over to the window and looked out. Brian to the large painting of the home. What's the point of a painting of your house, in your house? You like it so much you want to stare at the outside while you're inside? Zoe ignored his commentary. They were looking out this window. I wonder if we should call an emerald and see if she comes out. She turns away from the window and looks at Brian. He nodded. Worth a shot. He sat heavily down on the nearby couch, and a cloud of dust engulfed him. He coughed. Oh, wow, that's disgusting. He tries to fan the dust out of his face with both hands. Zoe watched him. You have to be serious when you do this. The spirits want respect, and we should give it to them. It could easily go south if we seem like we're mocking them or something. Brian, now that the dust had settled once more, agreed. Right, of course. I'll follow your lead. So he walks over and sits across from him in a large, oversized chair. She takes a deep breath and tries to relax. She closes her eyes for a moment to center herself in her mind. She tried to keep good thoughts in her head and her intentions clear. She wanted to speak with Emerald. She wanted to ask her a few questions, some that would help her understand her better, and to learn about her story, her history, one that couldn't be read in a history book, a story that could only be heard from the source itself, from the mouth of someone who lived it, her life story, and why she was still in this house. Did she want to stay here in this house? Or was she trapped by the dark force that Zoe had felt only last night? Or was she trapped by the dark force that Zoe had felt only last night? Zoe opened her eyes. She looked at Brian, and he gave her a reassuring nod. She reached for her necklace, the one her grandmother had given her, the one that had proven to her had some sort of power. Even if Zoe was unsure of what that power was, the necklace was again cool to the touch. It hadn't been heating it for some unknown reason at the moment. She let out one last big breath and spoke clearly. Emerald, if you're here, do you think me and my friend Brian could talk to you? He was here the other day. He helped me paint the wall in my room. I know you were inspecting it the next morning, so if you have any issues with the paint job itself, he's the one to talk to. He's the expert. Brian smiled a little and Zoe continued. We don't mean any harm. We just want to know a little bit more about you and maybe this house. Zoe scanned every inch of the room, looking for any signs someone might be there with him. Zoe wondered if she should say more. She didn't want to seem desperate. She wanted Emerald to know she was confident and strong, so she knew she could trust her. I'm Zoe and my friend is Brian, by the way. She stopped talking and waited, in case Emerald was thinking about showing herself. She wanted to give her a chance to do so. Brian spoke this time, which surprised Zoe. She hadn't thought he would want to talk during this time while they were trying to coax out a ghost that was living in this house for who knows how long after death. We don't want to scare you, or harm you. We just want you to know you can trust us. Brian spoke to Zoe this time. Maybe we just hang out for a bit. Let her know we aren't expecting her to show up, but that she can if she wants. Zoe frowned. What exactly do you mean? Brian leaned against the armrest, propping his feet up on the coffee table. We relax. Zoe shrugged. It was a good idea, she thought. She leaned back in her chair and got comfortable. Brian spoke again, directly to Zoe. You got any cool board games around here? Zoe looked up at the ceiling. I'm sure there's some in this house somewhere. Brian was quiet. Zoe looked over at him. He was fully relaxed. His eyes were closed and his arms were behind his head. She smiled to herself. Maybe he was trying to make small talk. Or take a nap. She wasn't sure. "'Are you any good at board games?' Zoe asked him. "'It doesn't really matter which game we play. I could beat you at anything,' Zoe chuckled. "'Is that so? You're awfully confident?' Brian smiled. His eyes were still closed while he relaxed. Now nah, it's just facts is all.' They went on like this for a while, until they eventually both went quiet. They sat in the silence for what seemed like ages. Maybe Emerald didn't want Zoe, or Brian's help. Maybe she was just fine.' and the house didn't have any use for her help. Last night's encounter and her dream could have just been an act of imagination, something her dad might say, if she ever told him what was going on. She looked down at that necklace, turning it around in her fingers when something caught her eye. But it wasn't the necklace, it was in front of her. In the doorway, a girl, Emerald, stood right there, staring at Zoe. Her face unreadable. Zoe felt as if her heart had stopped. She had forgotten how to breathe. To be honest, she was so scared that if she moved, Emerald would disappear. So she stared back. Emerald made the first move. She took a silent step forward, and Zoe slowly sat up, keeping her eyes locked on Emerald. Emerald walked closer and stood at the foot of the furniture. Zoe finally spoke. Hello, Emerald. It's really nice to meet you. Brian's eyes shot open. He, too, was frozen at first. He slowly sat up. He was amazed that he was seeing what Zoe had sworn to him she had been seeing. He had never thought she was lying. It was just hard to believe without seeing for himself. Emerald looked over at Brian, and he spoke to her as well. I'm Brian, nice to meet you. Emerald stared at him and spoke. I know who you are. I know who both of you are. She looked at them both. Her voice was young and innocent, yet strong. Despite having been born so long ago, she was still in fact just a kid. She spoke again. What do you want from me? All right, everyone. That's it for today's episode. Come back next week for another installment of Searching. And in the meantime, if you want to reach out, maybe ask me some questions about the series or the podcast in general, you can find me on Instagram at writtenbylauren underscore podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the episode.